Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. Inside. It ain't the left side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side here with Kat. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Check out our merch store on thefinside.threadless.com. Check out my Twitter handle, Brian Cat NFL and Paul's Fanatic underscore pick. That's Fanatic with a PH. The Dolphins go down 31 to 21 here today to the Buffalo Bills. Six down, 10 to go as the Dolphins fall to 0 6 at New Era Stadium in Buffalo. So uh, just a brief recap of the game, and this looked like one of the bigger upsets of the day in Miami. Or excuse me, in Buffalo. It's a tw- it's 14-9 to at the beginning of the second half, and the Dolphins proceed to go on a 19-play drive after a Matt Hawk fake field goal that he runs to the two-yard line. So it's first and goal at the two. Then the next play, former Dolphin Jordan Phillips Cuts into the backfield. It's a 10-yard loss. And then on the next play, Ryan Fitzpatrick throws an interception to Tredavious White. It seemed like Tredavious White was all over the field today, made two huge plays. One was the interception. The other one was when the Dolphins were down just three points in the fourth quarter. And Preston Williams caught a pass, and Tredavious White punched the ball out. Bills get the ball back. They end up going up 24 to 14, and that was pretty much all she wrote. But that doesn't mean that there weren't some good things going on in this contest, which we will get to. I, I do like, too, that they were very creative on offense and defense. If you looked at the defensive alignments, especially after Christian Wilkins was ejected from the game, they started using some really unique fronts. I mean, there were times where John Jenkins really was on the field a lot. But also Vince Beagle was rushing the passer from the outside. He was rushing him from up the middle. Jerome Baker was all over the field today, especially in terms of blitzing the quarterback. So I like that. And then offensively, they stuck with the run. So 23 carries from the running backs, over four yards a carry on those 23. Mark Walton, 17 carries, 66 yards, or excuse me, 14 carries for 66 yards on the day. This looks like a guy, he doesn't stand out in one particular area, but he seems like somebody at 22 years old who's really starting to get it. He was a good player at the University of Miami, too. Got into some trouble with the Cincinnati Bengals here over the last year, but looks like somebody who is going to be around for a long time. So let's take a look at the position-by-position breakdown. At quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick was having a really good game uh, until that interception. It was a terrible throw. And anytime you've got Isaiah Ford lined up with Pro Bowl cornerback Tredavious White, you should probably leave that one alone. And Ryan Fitzpatrick certainly didn't do that. He finishes the game 23 for 35, 282 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But 
if the Dolphins end up going going up 21 to nine there at the end of the third quarter, they very likely win this football game. And that's kind of the crazy part about this. There was a poll actually of, of whether or not we wanted the Dolphins to win, win this game. And from a day, I think it was Dave Hyde and, and it, it was at the end of the third quarter with the Dolphins when the Dolphins were winning and still 60% of people said they would not have wanted the Dolphins to win. I was still sitting there in the sports bar with my friends and, was very, very split on that. So at quarterback, I'll grade the position here at let's go let's go with a B minus. And the only thing that the only reason it's not an A minus is because Ryan Fitzpatrick threw that interception that ended up being the most costly thing in the game. But what we saw out of Fitzpatrick at quarterback is by being able to run the offense the way he he, he was able to, he was he masked a lot of problems with the offensive line. If a, if a tackle or a guard got beaten, he was able to turn that into a positive play. He was only he wasn't sacked one time today because the only sack was on an Albert Wilson end around that Ed Oliver cut cut into the backfield for. So we're going to go with the B minus there at quarterback. Running back, we've covered a lot there. Mark Walton, 14 carries for 66 yards, and they. Seemed to have found a role for Kalen Balaj too, as that short yardage back. Three carries for seven yards and a touchdown. Drake got in there, too, but he, it looks like he's very clearly second tier at this point to Mark Walton, and that's that's telling. Walton started his second game in a row. He had 14 carries, and Drake only had six. And you would have thought that, that we would have seen a lot more of Kenyon Drake in the fourth quarter when the Dolphins were behind, not to be. Uh, so at running back, I'm going to give them – a B minus as well. It probably would be a little bit higher if that yards per carry uh, was elevated after Mark Walton's first 20 yard run, which was one of the Dolphins first plays from scrimmage. But overall, I think we've got something here with Mark Walton wide receiver and tight end. And this is an interesting one because three players are really starting to differentiate themselves. Uh, Preston Williams, Mike Kosicki and Devante Parker. And Preston Williams, right off the bat, one of uh, on the second drive, he catches a 35-yard pass. He beats uh, Bills cornerback number 39, Levi Wallace, on the play, and gets downfield. So, it, when we're trying to stack positives here at, at the skill positions, there are a lot to be stacked at this point because Preston Williams. Now, if if you take a look at his stat line, he's, he's, he has almost 300 yards receiving in six games. So he's not quite on pace for a thousand yards. But you throw on a couple hundred yard games in the next couple of weeks, then or throughout the rest of the year, you you could be talking about somebody as an undrafted free agent might be challenging Devon Best for the Dolphins' all time leading record for undrafted free agents. But definitely some talent there. Devontae Parker, third touchdown in the last four games. Five catches for 50 yards in the game. Mike Kosicki, you know, we've he's really been the punching bag for the Dolphins faithful here over the last you know year and a half. But four catches for 41 yards today, and he actually had a long catch of 27 yards pulled back too so on a Jamarcus Webb holding call. So he's somebody that's continuing to emerge, and we're starting to see a lot of those. Uh, spectacular high-pointing catches from Gusecki that we did not see earlier in his career. So something to keep an eye on there. 
Albert Wilson had uh, that end around on the first Dolphins play from scrimmage. It did not work. He was, was sacked for 10 yards, and then he had a very nice 22-yard catch. So we'll see where he fits in. Jakeem Grant got on the field for a couple of end around fakes, but that was about it. So when I look at the wide receiver and tight end position, the biggest thing, though, that drags us grade down is Preston Williams' fumble because the Dolphins were just down by three points at that time, and when he fumbled that ball, Tredavious White comes and saves the day again then you know you can't have can't have turnovers like that at wide receiver Preston Williams is not is talented but he's not good enough to continue to get away with that so wide receiver and tight end I'm also going to give them a B minus along the offensive line for the first time this season by far this was their best performance it actually looked like an NFL offensive line for the first time no sacks on Ryan Fitzpatrick at all. And I wonder how much of that has to do with Evan Bame moving from right guard to center and taking over for Dan Kilgore, who was out with an injury. Whatever happened, I think the Dolphins owe it to themselves for this offensive line for at least next week to be Dieter at left guard, Evan Bame at center, Shaq Calhoun at right guard, and Jesse Davis at tackle. Because overall, I thought, Calhoun and Davis really did a good job too, especially Shaq Calhoun in the first half because he went up largely against Ed Oliver, who is a very, very talented football player, ninth overall pick, a guy I wanted for the Dolphins uh, ahead of Christian Wilkins at number 13. Didn't fall to that spot, but Shaq, Shaq Calhoun, undrafted free agent. So the Dolphins have had two that really shined in this game. Uh, Jamarcus Webb is somebody who... Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. The Dolphins have very few choices at that position. But he's somebody that, whether he plays left tackle or he plays right tackle, doesn't give up a lot of sacks, but gets pushed back repeatedly throughout the play. So if the Dolphins in the offseason can take those resources with Jesse Davis, um, and if the Dolphins, excuse me, if the Dolphins can get the tackle positions corrected, and I mean both of them, in the offseason. Now you can push Jesse Davis to the inside and your interior, you've, you've got some talented players. You've got Dieter, you've got Evan Bame, Shaq Calhoun, and Jesse Davis. Out of those three, out of those four players, I think you may come away with three, at least a decent interior, if not, if not three good starters. So good for them in this game. Um, I, I'd say by far, Jamarcus Webb was the worst one, but overall I'm going to give them a B. Along the front seven, obviously the biggest story is on the second defensive play of the game, Christian Wilkins is ejected. And this is telling because, to me, to this point, I think he's a good player. But I don't know if he's anything more than a C-plus player, at least to this point. Because he's not making a lot of plays in the backfield. He's taking up some double teams. He's stout. He's good. But I can't help but say when John Jenkins came in the game, I think he may have played a little bit better, especially in pass rush. So, that bears watching. Um, obviously, Christian Wilkins, after the game, was very apologetic, was very emphatic that this was not going to happen again. And when you look at his career at Clemson, I, I do believe him on that. So, bears watching. Um, Vince Beagle and Taco Charlton each had a sack. And it seems like when they're both on the field at the same time, even though they, they don't set the edge all that well, to say the least, they can get some pressure on the edges against the quarterback. And we saw that it made Josh Allen a little bit uncomfortable today. 
And Vince Beagle was not only rushing off the edge, but he was rushing up the middle too. So he's somebody that, you know, if we're trying to collect players that can be startable in 2020, somebody to keep an eye on there. Same goes for Taco Charlton because he has far exceeded anything that Charles Harris has done. Charles Harris did get on the field shockingly today. I don't know why he would, but made exactly zero impact. Uh, This was not Raekwon McMillan's best day at linebacker, especially in the first quarter. There was an easy dump-off pass uh, in the first drive of Josh Allen to fullback uh, Patrick DeMarco. And instead of – really all all Raekwon had to do is is push the guy out of bounds or at least get an angle on him to where you force him back to the inside. He didn't do that. And DeMarco, the fullback, got the edge and, and went for 27 yards on the second and 20. Bills end up getting three out of that drive. And if you look at the Bills' th- two longest runs of the day here, I was watching this just before um, I came on and started recording here. Raekwon was partially responsible for those, too. So, But what I did like, too, is Jerome Baker was sent to the quarterback several times one was the first drive to force um, a fourth down. They were blitzing him very much throughout the game and, and good for him because I, th- I think he was a little bit more engaged. And it, if not for Josh Allen getting getting rid of the ball quickly and throwing an incompletion, Baker may have had a couple of sacks. He had two sacks last year at Buffalo. He may have repeated that. Uh, but by far Jerome Baker's best game of the season. Sam McGuavion, we don't see a whole heck of a lot anymore. And, I got to say that's that's probably fine now because Raekwon's playing well. Baker had a good game, and the Dolphins are going to use five or six defensive backs often. I don't know the snap count that'll come up tomorrow when I look at PFF and I look take a look at the All 22. But yeah, Aguavion is somebody I, I I think is a 15 or 20 snap a game kind of piece player. Now he hasn't stood out the way that he did in preseason, and that's that's kind of a shame on that because he's a fast, pretty talented young player. Uh, Frank Gore and Devin Singletary averaged 4.5 yards a carry on the game, and but not uh, you know combined, not a huge huge impact. I mean, I there were I think they were really focused on Allen, but uh, still a good game there from the Bills' run defense. But as far as the front front seven is concerned. It's a shame that Christian Wilkins got ejected. Uh, Davin Gotcha had another good game, too. Um, so there was a little bit more pressure, but still not enough pressure. And that yards per carry of 4.5 from the Bills' two running backs, still not good enough. Overall, I'm going to go – let's go with a C-plus for the front seven. At defensive back, Xavier Howard and Rashad Jones were out in this game, so we saw a lot of different players – in fact, Ryan Lewis, who was peeled off the street four days ago, started for the Dolphins. He was with the Bills, actually, <laughs> at the beginning of the season. And he certainly paid the price. He, he, he wasn't up to the task, that's for sure. He, uh, he gave up the go-ahead score for the Bills for John, uh, from John Brown. And there were at least two other plays where if Josh Allen could hit the broad side of a barn on that throw, it, we might be talking about Ryan Lewis on three touchdowns here. So, I would like to see a little bit less of Ryan Lewis and a little less of Jamal Wiltz, who also struggled throughout the game, and a little bit more of Nick Needham, and maybe a little bit more of Chris Lammons, too, who hasn't been great when he's been on the field, but I think he does have some physical potential there. So 
Josh Allen overall for the game, 16 for 26, 202 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. So a, a pretty good day at the office. And, and the most terrifying thing about the Dolphins secondary, uh, in addition to the injuries, is they've only got one. They have one interception on the year on defense. And they have one forced fumble. And that was by Minka Fitzpatrick, who's no longer here. So the Dolphins need to, need to cause some turnovers. Some of that is to blame because the Dolphins have been behind so often. When the Dolphins, uh, actually the Dolphins led in this game in the sec- more, more in the second quarter than they did throughout the rest of the year combined. It was something like three minutes and 45 seconds they, they had this lead there. So on special teams, so excuse me, overall for the defensive backs, I, I'm going to give them a C- minus simply because you know, I'm not going to give a higher grade for effort this very easily could have been a 19 for 26 for almost 300 yards and three touchdown type of performance from Josh Allen. And that's certainly not good enough, but because he did miss on some of those throws and the defensive backs were good in run support. uh, I'm going to stick with my grade on that, which is a C minus special teams. uh, Obviously the biggest play of the game was the fake field goal run by Matt Hawk. Um, He got the snap and he ran forward to the two-yard line. It was, at that point, the 17th play of the drive, and the Dolphins had the ball up five points, 14-9, to nine, and first and goal at the two, and could not punch it in. And that's a shame because that, that was a heck of a play there. I, it, if they hadn't make it, I would have said that's, that, that's the stupidest play I've seen all year. The coverage units were great, and not a lot of a kick, kick and punt return of note for the Bills. And Preston Williams had about a 15-yard return, too. So, And Jason Jason Sanders nailed all three of his field goals, and Matt Hawk had a pretty good day there. So nothing bad to say about the special teams. I'm going to go ahead with a B for this unit. So my player of the game is going to be Mike Gesicki. Four catches for 41 yards only, but uh, – he very easily could have had five or six catches. Two were called back on penalties. And so one he, one was a short pass, and the other one was a 27-yard yard catch. So we could have been talking about a lot more. And this is a week after, you know, he had three catches for 50 yards. So I like that he's high-pointing the ball, getting up there, and coming down with it. That's the reason the Dolphins made him a second-round pick out of Penn State. My uh, Coke bus player of the game is going to be left tackle Jamarcus Webb. And very simply, he is the weak link of this unit here. And and he has the hardest job, but he really struggled today against uh, defensive end Jerry Hughes. And I I think he ruined quite a few plays over there at that left tackle position. I can't wait to get that that corrected in the offseason. In fact, if the Dolphins have the opportunity and and they're – with that Steelers pick, if it's high enough, my target guy right now is Georgia left tackle Andrew Thomas, who I think is phenomenal, is going to be a six- or seven-year pro bowler in the NFL. So that will do it for the breakdown of the Miami Dolphins-Buffalo Bills matchup. Dolphins fall 31-21. to Next, they have the Pittsburgh Steelers next week on Monday Night Football. A lot of different implications there. We'll be sure to break that one down. And check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Check out our merch store on thefinside.threadless.com. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, 
it is on the fin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.